the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about when it comes to real estate, investing, insurance, retirement, good products, bad products. I wouldn't put in an enemy in an annuity. I manage a kid's soccer team and all the dads like huddle together and they robble and they talk about what they do because that's the uncomfortable thing that people do. So we're robbling, right? And one of the dads sells insurance. And I'm like, oh, good God. I wonder if he knows who I am. I wonder if he knows that I don't like annuities. And he's like, what do you think about annuities? I can sell you one. I'm like, oh, what do I do now? How do we get out of this conversation? This is incredibly awkward. I wouldn't, like, there's products that I wouldn't put you in. Are all annuities bad? 99.5% of them are bad. You're darn tootin'. So with that said... They're high fees, high commissions. You don't need them. It's some. It's 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 insurance. It's also an investment, and that's like mixing things that you just don't need. You don't need monsters who are also vampires. You can have one or the other. Like you don't need alien vampires. They could just be aliens. You don't. You, you don't need vampires who are also like, one, oh, two, I, I love the cow. Three, four. You know what's sad? What a, what a weirdo kid I was. I liked the electric company more than I liked Sesame Street as a kid. And to top that off, because electric company had Spider-Man. But they also, I also like Space 1999. Some people like Star Wars and some people like Star Trek. I was like, screw them both. I like Space 1999. Oh, a little electric company? counterculture before there was counterculture. I'm pretty sure Morgan Freeman was on Electric Company. Like, his career was so bad. He was a regular on basically a Sesame Street knockoff. 
Speaking about bad careers, let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. 13 years running. Good for you. I didn't ask, but thank you for sharing. A um, couple questions for you. What are you seeing right now? I know that you do a lot of mortgages, and I know 2017 has been the year of the disaster, whether it be hurricanes or tornadoes. And you've got friends on the East Coast, so you can kind of deal with the whole hurricane issue vaguely as the fire issue in Napa. Um, the Oakland fires many, many, many years ago. Um, I got to imagine that changes your business pretty dramatically because, you know, supply and demand, if houses are being washed away or flooded or like I saw recently, there's signs in Houston, 40 cents on the dollar. I'll buy your house 40 cents on the dollar. I'm like, I'd have a gun. And someone comes knocking on my door. Just hopefully they're not Mormons who are trying to spread the word. Hopefully they are those those predators who are trying to buy your house. I was going to use that word predators. Yeah. Um, and you're going to find that. I don't think you're going to see it as much here. Um, but yeah, we, we, in, in our industry, we definitely, uh, we get news flashes on from appraisal companies, from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. All the lenders are, um, you know, they, they red flag these areas. So, you know, we get news releases like this. I just happen to have one with me. Um Servicers and authorized, are authorized to suspend or reduce homeowners' mortgage payments immediately up to 90 days without contact from the homeowner. Um, servicers must suspend, foreclose, and other legal proceedings. I mean, these are just what they call disaster um, guidelines, and they're, they're, they're efforts from lenders and, and servicers to help uh, people who have been affected by a disaster. And, and then we get stuff like appraisal companies will send us a message that says, you know, we we can we'll get back into your neighborhoods when we can. We're getting them right now for the North Bay fires, and those yeah, the North Bay fires brings up a whole slew of issues. Like for instance, if you're retired and living up there, wine country, it's it's good good living. Um, it's got good weather, you know, not cold winters. Fire comes and burns your house down. You're insured. Not the worst thing in the world. Your kids are already off. But how about if you're that family of four where you're a mechanic or you work, uh, God, I don't even know what real people do for livings anymore. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> you work at Sears. No, Sears are all shut Just down. Just blue collar. Let's say you're more blue collar and you got a family of four and your apartment burns down. Landlord's going to rebuild for sure. But he's also going to raise rent and you've lost your job because it burned down and you've got a family of four, so your kids yeah. have to move school systems and things like that. And in, in the real estate... Disasters differ like golden clay. Yeah. And one of the obvious comparisons that the Bay Area can make is to the Oakland Hills fire. Uh, and they, there's, you're going to see more and more of these articles coming out as far as comparisons and the rebound, you know, how long it took and what kind of homes did people build. Uh, one of the... Um, I guess effects of the fire was that in Oakland Hills, people built bigger and better homes. So that if, if that does translate into bigger and better apartments, yeah, you might see rents go up. Um, I think the immediate concern of course, is where people are going to live now. Um, we already have a shortage of housing. We already have a shortage of rental spots, which means real estate prices go up. Real estate price. I was, I, I just made a kind of a, a side comment the other day, just kind of threw it out there. Rents are going to go up around the Bay Area. They could go up because there's more demand all of a sudden. Yep. Um, Short term, maybe a little bit lower in home prices. Long term, higher. I hope that the government agencies get involved, local, city and state uh, and federal, if, if have to be uh, under the FEMA regulations, if there are any on this to keep landlords and 
uh, you know, from from what's the right word? Gouging. From gouging, yeah, gouging. Uh, you know, these people who've been affected, and and I, I I know there's a landlord who's going, oh, you know, this place that I haven't rented in years, I can now get top dollar, you know, and he doesn't have to fix it up because now there's a you know slew of people. Coming in it's also store. interesting is we're going to see a, a whole wave of people who are homeowners become renters while their homes get rebuilt. Right. And some will say, you know what, I'm moving out of here. I liked it, but it's California. There's a high cost. This is my exit strategy. I'll build it, I'll rebuild, and then I'll sell it. But also, like, there's going to be a lot of businesses that crop up and a lot of scams that crop up anytime there's a disaster. So be careful of that. Um, you know, right now, what I would like to be in the business of is selling mature trees. Not trees that are like little baby trees that take 20 years to grow, but trees that are like yeah. middle of the road that may sprout up sooner than later. Like, cause that's a barren wasteland. Yeah. I, you, we're going to rebuild. And it Which reminds it, me of the who song, oh, yeah. teenage wasteland. <laughs> it's a fire that burns down teenagers. No, <laughs> but yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot changes. And again, if I'm a senior and suddenly I've gone from living in my home for 40 years to what do you do? Do you put a mobile home on your burnt down property and, and live there while it gets rebuilt? Do you go get a, do you go to Florida for a couple of years while your home gets rebuilt? Do you manage it from a distance? Lots of questions. Yeah. We're going to start seeing a lot of the stats on what people do in, in disasters like this. Three out of four people, 75 or 75% of people in disasters. Speaking of advanced stats. <laughs> You're on top of your game today, then. Thank you. Uh, the other kind of the other thing that's coming up, and we talked about this last night on the show, is insurance. Um, it, it's a grave reminder that, uh, and, and we're going to start hearing about, obviously, people, there's 5% of homeowners don't have homeowner's insurance. And then that's crazy. There's, a, there's a probably countless amount of people that don't have enough insurance, including things like, where what happens if I lose my home? Does my insurance cover you know, extended stay and things like that. Tony does mortgages. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at a local event. Find out more at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, and hit events. And you can get in free for Radio 25 is the code Radio 25. States and therefore I don't think a lot like you do. I have a different view of the world I always have and probably you know I'm becoming more homogenized and generic as life goes on. When I attack someone who does motivational speaking, it's not because I'm a mean person, it's because I see that person sometimes taking your money and stopping you from investing it and and that kills me. It kills me when you see people like Suze Orman offer and sell a credit repair kit on QVC for $99 when all you have to do is 
is get your fat fingers down to the library and punch in at a Google terminal how to fix my credit. And most of what she's going to try to show you in nice lamination is already out there. So am I going to sit there and be, life has no limitations, except the ones you make. I'm not. I'm going to say, you're stupid. You're holding yourself back. You are your own worst enemy. You're looking at others to be your Buddhas, your gurus. Stop it. I'm not going to say the graveyard is the richest place on earth because that's where you'll find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled. (laughs) I'm going to say stop being so lazy. Max out your 401k. But I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Well, you weren't living paycheck to to paycheck before you took that job, so build it into your, 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 your budget now. That's right, Jack. Yeah, if you got to work this weekend, work this weekend to, to your to your investments and your your savings. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pull out the fiddle and, and play it for you. I'm I don't feel pity for you. My job is not is not to get into the pity world. My job is to say, like, do you remember 20 years ago there was a company called Microsoft and they kind of got into this issue with the European Union and Europe and European ministers about technology and what they can and cannot bundle with Microsoft's operating system. And you go 20 years in the future and you see Google is being fined for its Android antitrust abuse. And you're like, wait, wait, I've heard this story before. And Microsoft thought they could bluster their way out of it. And it led to five to 10 years of massive of under uh achievement of underperformance in the stock. But here is happening 20 years again later. Is it the same exact story? No. Is it close? Pretty damn close. Is it a modern version of it? Probably more so than abusing your operating system. Maybe it's abusing your 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 search platform. It was only a year ago the EU fined Google 2.7 billion for favoring its shopping services over competitors. Now it's $5 billion over uh, Android. Great Google Android, Google. for their part, you know, we're going to say, blah, blah, blah. We will appeal and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we uh, uh, never try to stifle innovation. We always try to support innovation. Um, the fact that we compete with, you know, Apple phones tells you that we, we're not uh, abusing a monopoly. So Apple pre-installs a lot of apps. Google pre-installs a lot of apps. Does Apple make as much money or is they, are they as, as go get them monetizing some of this? You get our operating system for free, therefore we're going to throw down some apps on you. Now, my job as an investor, again, is not to ever boo-hoo you. My job is to show you, like, let's bootstrap this. Let's, let's do this. Let's get off the planet. Then you go to your end of the new planet. I'll get to my end of the new planet. We don't have to ever see each other again. Never underestimate human stupidity. I think that's really an important mantra when it comes to investing. When it comes to politics. Politics. 
one thing that history teaches us is that we should never under, must underestimate human stupidity. And that goes over. It's a powerful force. Just knowing that sentence and saying it out loud, knowing that mantra, knowing that, you know, um, statement about what you believe. And I don't know if you believe it or not. A lot of times we have leaders who try to solve things and sometimes it's the, you know, the disruption of the problem that leads to further problems, kind of a ripple effect. So as emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence and biotechnology gain increasing prominence, humanity will always still have decisions to make. We're on the verge, we're on the precipice of cars that can drive themselves, of cars that can manage parking lots better than you can, of cars that can drop you off at the office and go park and save you 30 minutes, save your company 30 minutes, create 30 minutes of productivity for you. And we just exasperate matters. We put in politicians who, quite honestly, some of them are hillbillies from the mountains who probably shouldn't be coming up with public policy. We, we elect... Sometimes people based on the color of their skin, sometimes based on the education, of the college they went to. Sometimes we elect people based on, well, he's better looking than him. How often do you see like super, you know, massively obese presidents? Do you think Chris Christie ever had a chance of winning the presidency in the United States against someone who's going to be a little bit more fit? Probably not. And people were worried by that. So never underestimate the, the, the human stupidity on how we place and how we get advancements in the world. And if you understand that there's always going to be problems to solve, there's great ways to look at investing. Now, when Amazon.com, when Netflix, when Google, when Apple, when companies that are so big in the public mindset do something, I, I like to talk about it because they're the easiest companies to talk about and say, I get it. Coca-Cola once had a product called Coca-Cola. And then everyone had a Coke. And they're like, now what do we do? Well, they're like, well, let's, let's come up with Diet Coke for people who don't want to get fat off our drinks. And then, like, I don't like the taste of that battery acid soda. Let's come up with Sprite or Mellow Yellow. I know Mellow Yellow is such a South thing. So, anytime... Amazon comes up with a press release that says, like, hey, we had the biggest shopping event ever with 100 million products sold. A lot of Fire Stick TVs, a lot of Alexa voice remotes, a lot of people, you know, buying because of Amazon Day, a made-up holiday. Interesting, that bled over to Target, and they had a good day, too. So we're coming up with a shop-in-July kind of holiday mindset. Oh, boy. Does that end badly when we're creating new holidays? I hate holidays. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. I do appreciate you listening. I try to give you stock ideas that are meaningful and will help you stay out of trouble. I talked about Boeing being a very unique business and the fact that world population is growing, world wealth is growing, and as it does, more people will travel. And there's two companies that really dominate the airspace, and Boeing is one of them, Airbus being the other. Um, Then you get some other players in there, but I like Boeing. Um, Will it last forever? I don't know. So, don't know on that one. Now, one area that's new and exciting is marijuana. Marijuana. Mary Jane. Weed. Pot. Dope. Whatever you want to call it. Poppy needs that sticky icky for his glaucoma. Yeah. (laughs) It is sticky. Uh, I have a friend that went through a divorce last year, and he also liked to grow marijuana plants. And, uh... He shows up in my house on days like, yeah, me and my wife are getting divorced, and i got to give away all my marijuana plants. You want one? I'm like, I'm okay. If you need me to water them before you, I'll do that, but I don't need one. And he got rid of his marijuana plants because he was paranoid that his wife was going to use the fact that he grew marijuana and had two daughters against him. I don't know. Something's odd about that story, right? So anyway, marijuana is huge right now, and a lot of data is coming out on how to play it. So marijuana used to be sold on the, you know, neighborhood weed dealer, right? I don't know what that even means. But now we're starting to say, okay, let's take a look at vapor. Let's take a look at different forms of ingesting marijuana. And there's a shift to vapor. Vape pens are kind of killing it. Other major trends include strong year-over-year growth in non-inhalables, including what are called tinctures, Topicals and beverages. I don't know what a tincture is. The flower marijuana itself has made up 77% of the market in sales in the last you know, few years. Now it's starting to trend down to 48% because we're starting to say, let's vape it. Let's, and somehow you get like juice from the, the marijuana plant and it's suddenly vape juice, right? So... of the $50 billion U.S. marijuana industry remains off the books, and that's starting to change. On the federal level, marijuana is still considered an illegal drug, but yet more and more states are opening it up, and the federal government doesn't seem to be enforcing some of the strict laws. You might find that sometimes if you do buy marijuana illegally with all the commercials that you're hearing, like MedMen, um, and gosh, I, I know there's a weed delivery app out there. What you may find is that they only take cash or debit. They're not dealing with credit transactions in any way, shape, or form. But they're learning a lot of data right now. And it's going to be interesting to see how the marijuana industry changes. It had a very sexy summer and start of the fall. But recently, marijuana stocks have weakened. Um, I think more and more states will continue to legalize marijuana. And as it does, the business will grow like a weed, right? Canopy Growth is the obvious player in a company that makes a lot of the flowers. Um, 
obviously Constellation Brands owns a big chunk of Canopy. So if you want to own a more diversified marijuana play, you own can uh, you own the liquor company. If you want to own a bullet shot, you own Canopy Growth. And then you start getting kind of weird, and that's where I, I'm, I'm cautioning you. There's a biotech company who's starting to use some of the medicinal benefits of marijuana in their products. And that's sexy, but products still need to get approved by FDA and things along those lines, which is risky. So just be cautious. You know, since I was a little boy, we've been trying to cure cancer. So far, no cures for cancer. Getting drugs approved is a costly and, tech and expensive process. Now, I'm getting a lot of questions about Facebook, Apple, and Amazon, Netflix, and Alphabet. And it wasn't too long ago that we were saying Apple's going to race to a trillion dollars. And Apple won the race. They crossed the symbolic mark in early August, hitting an all-time high, and then running a little bit higher. Amazon followed suit through its trillion-dollar dalliance. It lasted all of a day. So that trillion dollars is tough to become two trillion. And these big tech companies are big. So it gets the, the growth gets tougher. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Apple and Alphabet have all lost a total of about $1.1 trillion in market cap since their peaks. Many of these companies have fallen 20 to 40%. Um, out of the top 10 S&P 500 tech stocks in 2018, Netflix is the only one to make the cut. Um, there's been a sell-off as traders rush to the exit all at once. Very crowded trade. Will it create a buying opportunity? I think so. Uh, but yeah, Alphabet has changed. A lot of employees have written letters, open letters to the CEO. Like, why are you going back into China? China won't let their citizens read about Tiananmen Square, which happened back in 1989, where a tank ran over people, right? I, I, I don't know all the details. I'm not a history major, but China doesn't want their people seeing it. So Google goes in, and China gets access to everything Google gets access to, data and search trends. And if you're a dissident and you're like, hey, you know, uh, human rights violations happening in this city are ungodly. Well, not only will Alphabet and Google get a copy of that, but so will the Chinese government, and they may go out and arrest that guy. And that turns into an issue for Google employees. They were hired, you know, back when 2010, Google went out of their way to say, we can't do business in China, so we're leaving. We have too many, our ethics are too high, and we just don't feel comfortable doing it. So they laughed. Now they're trying to get back in. And if you've looked at the sexual harassment issues, Google's at the forefront of a problem place to work. And if you look at diversity issues, Google's got a problem. Not a lot of not a lot of diversity. So that's out there. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. As always, again, thanks for listening. Um, I see a bottom in some stocks. You know, Facebook's down in 130. I would pay 140 for it. So I like the value that it's at now. Do I think there's more bad news coming? I do. Zuckerberg has to do something. The whole privacy issue is a problem. Um, the whole Russian hackers, they seem to know about it long before they told us. 
and why did it not get shut down? So Facebook's got some more bad headlines coming before we start realizing, okay, it's at a true bottom. But I, I see a lot of value in the stock at this point in time. I see some value in Amazon, although it's a very expensive stock. But it's also hyper growth. Apple, the growth is coming out of the company, so it's going to be more of an income play and cash flow tray play, which doesn't offend me, but it's out there. Netflix and Google, um, all of them are off from their highs. So worthy of note, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, I, I, I think sometimes I come across as negative and sometimes I come across as optimistic. So I'm sorry about that, that I can't be more balanced for you. But there's some stories out there that start just to get in your head. Like we have $1.5 trillion of student loan debt. That's a problem. We got a lot of mortgage debt. We got a lot of credit card debt. Mortgage debt and credit card debt tend to be things that we sh- we're spending and in juicing the economy. Student loan debt, I, I think, is one of the worst values. A lot of people go to college and rack up student loans, and then they get a degree that they're just getting a degree. They're trying to make mom and dad happy, so they struggled with their math and science curriculum. So they dropped the bachelor of science. And they went for a bachelor of art in like phonics, <laughs> like. What do you do that? Um, but we just have $1.5 trillion of student loan debt just lumped on top of us. Now, there's student protection plans that really aren't getting utilized or implemented correctly. The federal government hasn't walked away from the fight. They're just helping banks um, get their money from you. Every 28 seconds of every single minute of every single day, uh, a student defaults on their loan. So that's a problem because when you have student loans, you don't get a default. The government gets to go after you forever. So as the cost of tuition and borrowing continues to rise, students have seen an almost 157% increase in cumulative growth since the Great Recession. So credit card debt down about 1%. Student debt up 157%. Hmm. Every 28 seconds of every single minute, of every single hour, of every single day, a student defaults on their loan. Yeah, we have a debt problem. And that's something you have to be cognizant of. Can we stress it? Can we manage it? They say one day Alameda will be underwater, right? Unless we build dikes and and levees and things along those lines, which could happen. Or maybe we do nothing and, yeah, it's underwater from global warming and such. I don't know. I tend to see the proactive responses and, re- and reactions, not the negative. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. When your looks start depleting and your friends are Start leaving, you're so plastic, and it's tragic just for you. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. You learn from your mistakes, right? That's what Dad always said. One of my mistakes was is that I carried a lot of shame. I had an alcoholic father. 
who liked to pick on you. He was a smaller guy, so he couldn't physically pick on you. All of his kids grew quickly and grew bigger than him fast. I remember, so what he would do is he would shame you. Like if you were supposed to be at home for dinner at 5, he would you know, say you ruined dinner at 5.05 when you show up. Getting over shame is a really important thing. When I was a young man and I was starting to date young women, let's call me 21, let's say well past the age of consent, right? I, I was a little puffy. College put a couple pounds on me. And I, maybe I didn't like taking off my shirt. Or maybe, you know, there's some shame issues that you have. When you get over shame, you become the world's greatest lover. You become a great business partner. When you get over, when you start asking questions, it's super powerful. You know, one of the things that I was shamed on growing up was video games. And it's not missed on me that I wanted to come to Silicon Valley because of video games. It's not missed on me that some of the highest salaries are in Silicon Valley. But I didn't think that as a kid. I just thought that was my love, right? So I started talking a little bit about Epic Games, and they're 40% owned by Tencent Holdings. So it's a U.S.-China company. I think it's kind of cool that you go with this thought here for a second. There's 200 million registered users. And because they got up to 200 million registered users, to become a registered user, you have to throw it on your credit card? I think. Let me ask. To buy V-Bucks, you have to have a credit card. Okay, maybe you don't have to have a You have 200,000 accounts, right? Let's just Let's go with that for a second. 200 million accounts. They've got email addresses for 200 million people playing the game. Are you with me or are you against me here? Stay with me for just a second. One game, one phenomenon, Fortnite. They could start so many businesses off that. And they plan to. If you know what Stream is, Stream is a company that takes 30% of a video game's costs. If you want to play Battle Royale or Battlefront, um... On Steam, you have to pay, they pay, no, no, Battlefront made by, let's say, Electronic Arts. They have their own platform, Origin, right? So some of these companies are starting to figure out, we don't want to pay Apple 30%. Netflix has to pay Apple somewhere between 15 and 30%. The smaller companies pay Apple 30%. So if I have a meditation app that I get charged 60 bucks for a year or 100 bucks for a year, $30 goes to Apple. $70 stays with the company. Same thing with Fortnite. If you buy Fortnite or if you use it on your phone through the Apple Store or if you do it through the... So what I'm trying to get at is that here's a company that's U.S. China-based, which is pretty cool. It's globalization. It's integration of economies. It's increasingly a digital one that happens invisibly. You could buy dance moves. You could buy skins. You could buy digital stuff. But getting 200 million people to sign up for a platform, they can now say, okay, we're going to charge gamers... Gaming companies, 15%. So the new, the next time someone wants to release a game, they'll say, well, we, we know there's 200 million potential buyers of the game. We know that they're going to show these 200 million people our product because they want to get a piece of our action. It's an interesting way of distributing. It used to be, you know, in the retail, 100% markup. You'd own a store, uh, electronics boutique. It's GameStop, someone like that. And it was 100% markup on the software so that you can figure out how to get a cut and how to pay the rent and everything like that. So digitization is happening in a lot of ways. And what I'm trying to get at is that wasn't a business model when I was a kid, but it is tied towards video games. And you can see that if you, if you stop for just a second having a platform with 200 million people, 
it's like having a Super Bowl that's a, a CBS platform, and they've got the product that everyone's going to come watch on February 5th or whatever it is this year. But the, you're talking about 100 million people at that point in time. You're not talking about 200 million people. This is big. And the, the, for advertisers, it's huge. And for game distributors, it's huge. And again, I'm just, it, it's video games and it, you got to get over your shame. There's money to be made. I know someone, and I don't want to say who, and I don't want to say what radio station he works at. Oh, I only work at one radio station. But I know someone in radio who's starting to sell uh, marijuana peripherals. Really? Um, things that you can buy because marijuana is becoming more and more legal, legalized in states. All right, all right, all right. So I, I don't think he's selling bongs, but I think he's selling like shredders and things like that. And I, I don't know the whole marijuana culture. Trust me, I don't. I did not inhale. Who smokes marijuana? Oh, he needs that sticky icky for his glaucoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Glaucoma. That's what it is. I've got back pain too. But okay, 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 okay. Getting back to marijuana, there's not a lot of profit margin in marijuana, but it is being legalized. And I know a guy who's under 30 who's like, he, he's not me. He's not going to start a financial planning company. He's not going to start, you know, uh, um, he's not going to be selling become a, a computer science engineer and Facebook's going to say, we have to have you. So he's figured out that, you know, I can go to trade shows. I can go to Coachella and I can sell the product there. And I kind of like the idea. It's very, very entrepreneurial. It's playing into growth. Um, when he asked me for advice, I said, save money along the way. You can't spend paycheck to paycheck because at some point in time, you're going to break a leg. And you're not going to be able to go to a show. So you got to stockpile that emergency money, right? So anyway, times do change. Tony Mendez, Bay com. Tony, you grew up playing video games. Not particularly because you were overseas and a little bit tougher to get. Um, were they a shaming kind of thing? I always felt like going to the arcade was a little bit down on when I grew up, it was, it was all about outdoor sports, outdoor games. Um, and if you were caught indoors, it was, it was like, you just weren't being social. I don't think there was any shaming though. We still did both. That was the thing. I know people nowadays, you know, as a father and I see other kids, they just, they get secluded into their house and that's all they do. And then other friends do the same thing. You can listen to Tony Mendez Thursday nights here at 6 o'clock on AM 1220 KDOW. You can find him at KDOW.biz. He is currently holding his laptop upside down, trying to shake coffee out of it, which cracks me up. That's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does all my mortgages. I'm going to talk to him about my mortgages. It's a big year last year for me in real estate. I'm Ron Black, talking all things financial. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.